everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and I got Kyle here with me and we're back with another episode and hopefully you guys are starting to get used to the new music because I've gotten some uh, comments that people are still not used to it yet. <laughs> Do they actually like it or they're okay with it or they don't, they don't like it? I've had a few... They like it. I've had a few say they're just not used to it yet. Mm. I haven't heard anyone say that they, they don't like it, All so right, hopefully good. people yeah. are, are enjoying the new music. Because if, if they don't like it, it was Brett's choice. If they do like it, it wasn't mine. It was David's. <laughs> <laughs> we actually kind of did it kind of on the fly last week. <laughs> we forgot about it till last minute, and then since Kyle threw me under the bus the week before, I, I kind of <laughs> needed to come up with something quickly, so well, hopefully everybody likes it. At the end, when it played longer... I think people will listen to it and be like, oh, I actually like this song. There's a little bit of a catchy (laughs) feel to it. So uh, we are continuing in our series on the book of Ephesians. Hopefully everybody's enjoying our series and uh, the combination of hearing it on Sunday mornings as well as with the Bible reading plan and hearing about it on the podcast. Just hope everybody's able to dive in a little bit deeper. But before we get into some of the content and some of the things that were highlighted in this week's sermon and also in last week's reading— I thought it was it would be pretty cool to share a little bit about a cool activity that Kyle led us in and staff meeting yesterday because I thought it was pretty fun and I, I thought it'd be cool to share. So Kyle, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so we had a, just a, a short 10-minute kind of connection exercise that we do at our uh, staff collaboration day. And so I led it yesterday and the exercise was to think of um, an event in the Bible that you would have liked to witness, be a part of, and then share why or what you feel your role, what role you would have liked to had or things like that. And we excluded Passion Week because I think that is just something that everybody might want to do. So we kind of just tried to take that one away. And then we just did that with, uh, we paired up. So just one-on-one. What's Passion Week for people that don't know? Uh, sorry, Passion Week, that's uh, the, the week from um, Palm Sunday to Easter. Okay, so Brett, what 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 event did you were you uh, wanting to be a part of? So I uh, shared the one that just first came to mind, <clears throat> and I I think I know the reason why I thought of this one. Um, I, I tend to go to funny first, <laughs> and not that this event was funny in itself, but I think the image of it mm. and watching it, I could see it being played out almost like in a comedy action movie. And so, so like a Monty Python version? <laughs> kinda. It was it was the um the story when um Joshua was fighting the I think it's the Amalekites and then Moses ordered him ordered him to do it, but he went up on the hill and it says that whenever Moses had his staff and his arms raised up, they were winning. Mm-hmm. But then when his arms were lowered, then uh, they started losing, and so then Aaron helped him keep his arms up. And so, I mean, just reading that, it seems a little bit silly, just like mm-hmm. like his arms being up or down. And I know Moses probably wasn't intentionally like just going up, down, up, down, up, yeah. down, up, down. <laughs> but like if you were to make like a parody and, and to see it like play out, yeah. I don't know why that was the first one that came to mind, but... Um, yeah, having Aaron help help him because he gets tired. Mm-hmm. Hashtag stronger together. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Nice tie-in. You, when your arms get tired, you need somebody else to help you keep your arms raised. 
How about you, Damien? Which which one did you choose? So the one that first came to mind was Elijah battling the prophets of Baal on the mm. top of the mountain. And so if you're not aware of that story, what happened was uh, it was a time when King Ahab was ruling over Israel and he kind of scared away all of the prophets of Yahweh, which is our God, right? So he they were all in hiding except for Elijah. And so Elijah felt like the Lord led him to want to take on in battle uh, the prophets of Baal, which is uh, the God of Ahab, mm-hmm. right? And so they went up on a mountain and said, okay, for this battle, what we're going to do is we're going to see which God will listen to us. So he had them prepare two altars, one f- for Baal and one for, for God. And then he had them put on, uh, you know, the cow, sacrifice. The, the sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, the sacrifice, right? And then he told them to pour on water on his and not on the other one, right? And then he said, okay, now call call down fire from heaven to, you know, take up the sacrifice. And the prophets of Baal were doing all these crazy acts. They were cutting themselves. They were doing all these dances and stuff, and nothing was happening. And Elijah's standing on the mountain asking them, like, where's your God at? Like, is he in the bathroom? <laughs> Maybe he's taking a nap or something, right? And he's just like calling them out and nothing's happening. He's and not then, calling them out. He's just like flat out mocking them, yeah, right? <laughs> it was, so, yeah, it was. I, I can just imagine how arrogant he's yeah. looking in this <laughs> in this time, right? And then, <clears throat> then he tells them to write poor jars of water on his, mm-hmm. right? And then he, he, he asked God to call down fire from heaven and then all of a sudden it burns up the whole thing and, mm-hmm. And then everybody at the end is just praising God. And I was like, wow, that would be a really cool scene to be at. Just seeing kind of the the arrogance and the just the um, confidence that Elijah had that the Lord was going to work. Mm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of am drawn to some of the stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Kyle? Um, I, the first, I did the same thing. The first thing that came to my mind was um, Saul on the, or yeah, Saul on the road to Damascus when he meets Jesus and he encounters him. Um, just kind of like thinking of you know, Saul being with his companions and they hear they hear something and then they see this bright light, but did they actually hear the same words? Did they hear what Jesus spoke or did, did they just hear like a rumbling? Like just to be around that and then see Paul or Saul who is blind and all of that. So for me, it was it was a little bit extended where then he goes into Damascus and his, he has like scales on his eyes. And then Ananias gets a, a word from the Lord to go pray for him. And just to see, and I just, I wanted to see all of those people, how they responded to him. And then I bent my own rules because I'm the one that came up with that <laughs> <laughs> with the exercise. So I said, actually, I'd like to go back a little bit further and see Saul when Stephen gets stoned and see him there, and then see him in uh, Damascus, and then see him also, like, shipwrecked. So see, like, these three different phases of, of Saul, where he's the persecutor of the church, he encounters Jesus, and he's transformed, but then even that depth of maturity later in his life, I thought, just to have, like, little glimpses and, and his transformation would have been cool. You would have been there for a long time, man. I know, man. <laughs> I was going to be aging and... Uh, <laughs> But okay, so then two two other ones kind of came to my mind, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna stick with my first one. They feeding the five thousand, I think, would have been just like, what? Like, yeah, where's yeah. this food coming from? Like, if, just to be somebody in the audience, 
And I then, mean, it was pretty cool just watching that scene on The Chosen. Right, so. right. And then another one, this is kind of weird. This is a different Ananias, but Ananias and Sapphira in Act, the book uh, in Acts, when they bring in their offering, but they lie about how much, and they oh. say they gave the whole thing, and then they just they drop dead. Of, <laughs> just to see, like, the heaviness of, like, Oh, like the like the holiness of God, like that people understood. It would have mm. been like, oh goodness, <laughs> I don't know. That would have been an interesting fly in the wall in that scene. Yeah, there there was so many that I was actually paired up with Damon. There were so many that we thought about after we mm-hmm. shared the first ones that mm-hmm. came to mind. Mm-hmm. Just crazy how many stories, or if you're able to be an observer mm-hmm. of just all those things that you're reading, how. It's a cool exercise to kind of try to put yourself there and think like, what would you be thinking or why would you want to see that? And and it kind of gives you a different lens of reading some of those stories or thinking about some of those stories. Because sometimes when you read them, it's like, okay, that's good to know. Or like, I, I get what it's saying. Like but more, then More factual. Yeah, but then to put yourself there, it'd be like, oh, wait, actually that's crazy or that's ridiculous or I don't, I don't get it. Like what? We can we we have the tools now to look and and research and dive into and people have done studies, but to witness it firsthand, I'm sure a lot of us would be exactly like the people in the Bible. We would be like awestruck or yeah. scared yeah. or who knows what it would be like. Yeah. Yeah. So we did this as a whole staff. So if you see a staff member on Sunday morning and you're curious about what theirs is, I would recommend talking to Dale because hers was pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or any staff person, but <laughs> well, I don't think she listens to it, so I think it'd be a, a, a or to the podcast. So yeah. I think it'd be fun for her to get a bunch of people coming up to her saying, "So, what story would you want to put yourself in?" Yeah. <laughs> I put my money on she's not going to have that much fun with people coming up to her <laughs> and asking her. That's where I put my money. <laughs> Okay, we will have fun <laughs> when she comes up to us saying, "Why did you tell everyone to come talk to me?" Because we'll hear about that at the next staff meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, for last week's uh, verses, we were in, we're still in Ephesians chapter one, and we were verses fifteen to twenty-three, and that's also the passages that Peter um, spoke on this past Sunday. Were there any things that were highlighted to you coming out of Peter's message? Um, I think before we jump into that, I just I want to highlight a comment that you mentioned earlier is that we're we're in this <clears throat> kind of uh, tug and pull of already being in the next chapter but we're talking about it and even on Sundays like we're we're past the one and we're looking forward to the next but I think it's it's good to kind of be in that place where you're kind of bouncing back and forth where it's not like oh, okay I already got that part I'm, I'm good I'm I'm done with it I I do feel the tension of it myself but I think it's a, a good type of tension that we haven't experienced in the past so mm-hmm. um, if you're a listener and you're, <laughs> you're going through that same thing we are too but I think it's part of us um diving in and digesting the word in a, in a different way. So I think it's a good thing. All the listeners are like, we're not on that passage. Oh wait, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) What are they talking about? (laughs) Sorry. So yeah, yeah. when we were prepping for this episode, I was like, it's kind of hard for me to go backwards because we're in, we've already what we're recording this on Wednesday. So we're already three days into the next section. And so we're trying to go backwards and, and talk about last week's, verses so yeah it has been an interesting kind of tug and pull trying to figure out what to talk about on the podcast yeah so uh, but talking about with peter and what he shared i yeah his his journey is 
incredible. Um, the amount of faith and the ups and downs and things don't make sense. And um, you see that in stories in the Bible where people get either made fun of or just rejected because they're doing things that the Lord's telling them, especially a lot of the prophets, and they don't make sense. Why are you doing that? Because uh, in our own thinking, it doesn't make sense. But um, I really appreciated his, his um, really, I think, the encouragement that he is praying for us and wants us, his desire for us is to have more wisdom, more knowledge and understanding of the Lord. And like that, that's his desire for our church. I really felt that from him and his message. And I, I want that. I want that for our church too, but I don't want it. I'm happy that it's not just from, I know he's part of our church, but he's also outside because he's living in a different country, but he sees that and wants that for our church and the church in general, like the big capital C church, uh, for the whole world. Yeah. When, when, um, Ever, whenever I hear uh, Pastor Peter, there's a part of me that's that's kind of like, almost like some of those Bible stories where you're like, no way, mm-hmm. like, almost like I can't I can't believe some of it, but to see the amount of faith he has and, you know, it it is um, both humbling and honoring to hear him share how much he he loves and connects with Catalyst, and knowing his story, it's like most of us haven't experienced or don't experience the same things that, that he's gone through, but for him to share his heart and say like, no, like wherever I go, that's where catalyst is too. It's, it's cool to know that like our church, our small little church is, is um, involved with some pretty um, powerful, cool, big, faithful people that um, connect with us. And, and it, it definitely gives me um, a boost in, just confidence and faith and, and, and hope and um, just a desire to want to grow in that way too. And so, um, yeah, it, the story you could, I mean, the stories that he tells, like you said, it is just like the crazy, amazing. And, and um, you always want to hear more. And so I always appreciate hearing Pastor Peter. Yeah. I think for me, as incredible and amazing as his stories are, I think, the part that connects with me is that there's re- they're relatable uh, and not necessarily relatable in the, in the grandness of the stories, but kind of in some of his reactions or responses, right? Mm. It says, I don't want to do that. I don't want, but my commitment is to the Lord. So I will say yes. Mm. Right. And, and especially this past Sunday, he was talking about some of the life changing decisions that he had to make, such as moving to Korea or things like that and how much he didn't want to go because he didn't see what the Lord was doing. It was just in him. And it, it's like, how many times am I saying the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, but it's because it's something that's my issue. And I don't see what the Lord mm. is doing or what the Lord wants for that situation. I just see how I feel in that moment. And so it's really cool for me to see Pastor Peter saying, even though I feel this way and I'm, I feel comfortable telling the Lord that I feel this way and I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it because you told me to do that. And I think that that's something that really stands out to me in, in a lot of his stories that just how much his faith is in the Lord, that he's willing to say yes, even when he doesn't see what the Lord's doing or or doesn't even want to do it himself. I mean, I 
I did want to bring a couple of things uh, or highlight a couple of things for clarity because I know for him he, in his message too, he even said speaking in English or preaching in English isn't always easy. We we have meetings with him and sometimes he's at a loss for words on how to translate things that from his native language to English or just things that sometimes things aren't just uh, easily to, to translate like that you experience with the, the Lord. So uh, a couple of things he, he said you know, when they were in Singapore, he lived in a penthouse, but it was, it's like an apartment. But I think he, that word for him translated that way. So I don't want people to think that, oh, he's like this high roller living in this penthouse, like, you know, thousands of square foot. It was a small apartment, but I think he used that word. So I don't want people to think, oh, he's very flamboyant, that kind of thing. Cause it could come across that way. Cause especially that, in Singapore, right? A penthouse in Singapore right, could right. be like, he just had the top big ball <laughs> of the apartment. He just has the, the highest floor of the apartment. No. Yeah. And so like that, that type of thing. Um, I, he also, I, I know the story more cause he shared it with in, in more detail, but I think he shared like in 2018 or 19, he had this kind of, um, calling from the Lord to start this fund. And he's talked about 1.5 billion, and the way he said it on Sunday is that that money was there and then it was gone. Like it, it, he had it and then it was gone. It was it was never there. It was in it was in process and it was like getting close to the end. And then people backed out and kind of betrayed him. But he made it sound like he had all this and then it disappeared. Like it was gone. Like he lost it all. So it, in a sense, he lost it all because of he lost the confidence and the trust of people that mm. that were involved in it but no not the actual money so i think people could be like wow he had 1.5 billion and now he has nothing you know so just for some clarification because I, I know it didn't come across right in his uh translation so mm. That's all. I just wanted to. I, <laughs> just just, like, I don't I just, know where to go from there, Kyle. <laughs> well, I just I want people to. His stories are very dramatic, and I do feel he is um, the role of a prophet in a in a sense. And sometimes those things they don't make sense. Mm. So when they don't make sense, that's fine. They don't make sense. But when it when there's actually some clarification, I want to make sure that it's that people are getting the right image and the mm -hmm. right uh, perspective. Because it's, I think that's been a, a hard part. And I think that is maybe one reason why he's so connected with our church is that the thing, some of the things he's done don't make sense. Why would you do that? Why would you use money this way? Why would you make this choice? Why would you do that? And we've, we've said that and we've been supporting him and we've been like meeting with him. And sometimes it's like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? This, this whole going back to Korea was like, you're still wounded. You're not even healed yet. Like you're, you need to stay. And, but seeing how, especially his wife, Julian was, she knew they needed to go back. And then once they got back there, the healing, the restoration and all that, that came back um, so quickly, it was like, Oh yeah, that was totally the Lord. They needed to go back. So it's in the, in our flesh, in our earthly thinking, sometimes it's like, dude, that's a bonehead move. Right. But it's like, he lives that life of if the Lord's telling me I'm supposed to go. And sometimes I think it makes it even harder, but it's like, okay, the Lord's trying to teach him something or he's trying to strip something else away. It's like, well, you should have done that. That would have, you've, you, you brought that on yourself. But when you're, when you're being obedient and he has intercessors, other places too, that he runs things by. And it's like, they're discerning with him. So he's not just like making choices really flippantly and stuff, but I know people only get to hear little bits and pieces. So it, there's a lot more depth to it, and it's sometimes it's even hard to relate. But uh, just wanted to give a little more depth to our, our church listeners. 
I think that's a good word too, um, especially in our culture that we live in now, um, that we don't always need to be 100% healed from things before we step into what the Lord is calling. Mm. I think sometimes in our culture, it's like, oh, you're still wounded. You shouldn't, you should wait. You should wait. You should wait. But I think that's where we need to really seek the Lord and get discernment. And if he does say to go, maybe part of that is for your healing, Mm -hmm. right? And, and it, and that will help to accelerate the process as opposed to just being paralyzed by, oh, I'm still hurting or, so I think that's a, that's a good word. Um, for me, as we were reading uh, last week's uh, verses, one of the ones that really stood out to me was uh, verses 17 and 18. And I thought it was cool that Peter said that he's been actually praying this mm-hmm. for our church. Mm-hmm. So kind of in alignment with Paul praying for the church of Ephesus, Peter's been praying this for our church. So I thought it was really cool how he said that, you know, this is something he's been doing for the last 12 years for us. Hey, and so since, since we're kind of having our listeners read through different versions, uh, highlight which version you're you're going to read from. Okay, I'm going to read from the NIV, and a little bit later, something else stood out to me in NLT. So mm-hmm. I'm, but this is going to be from NIV, uh, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Mm. So in that, I feel like the word that really stood out to me is hope. So I thought that would be something that we could kind of dive into a little bit deeper on this episode was uh, God's desire for us to have hope, and then also how ho- our hope interacts with our faith. So what do you think, Brett? That's a tough one for me. Um, the hope and faith. Wait, but but you're an optimist, so optimists always have hope. Yeah, yeah, right? Kyle, me and you, <laughs> two optimists. Um, yeah, hope, hope and the relationship the hand in hand it has with faith i mm. think um i mean even when we talked a little bit this morning that that was mentioned i was like that was probably th- one of the things that was holding me back the most mm-hmm. in my faith me wanting to um grow in my faith but not willing to have more hope mm-hmm. like i couldn't experience more faith because i wasn't willing to um, kind of relinquish control and have more hope. And so I can definitely see how hope is, is um, as much as hope I think comes with, at least for me personally, my perspective, as much as hope comes with feelings of like joy or when you initially talked about someone being hopeful, it's like there's this excitement anticipation for something, right? Mm-hmm. I hope I get this for Christmas. I hope I get to see this person. I hope whatever it is. I think I started associating it with like getting let down, um, falling short. Like don't get your hopes up. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. Don't put it all, all your eggs in one basket type of thing. Prepare for the worst. And so you can't be expecting the worst and have a lot of hope. You can have a little bit of both, but you can't be fully hopeful if you're like just preparing for the worst and how are you going to deal with that? And so um, for me personally, it's definitely been, 
I would say a couple of years now of kind of having both my faith and my hope like slowly increase mm-hmm. and, 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 and hand in hand, I see how they've helped each other grow. And so it's funny. You, you are a little worried about um, getting too deep on the podcast right away. I was <laughs> like, well, if we're talking about hope. I'm about to sink it right away. <laughs> I'm just being real. So I, I was like, I'm not going to pretend like it's all rainbows and butterflies for me, but I know for a lot of people too, that I've heard and, and have shared with me, like, Sometimes hope feels dangerous and it shouldn't, right? When, when God's in the picture, it shouldn't. But when we look at it in a certain lens, sometimes it can feel that way. I think, I think that highlights, it depends on what we have our hope in, mm. right? When we have it in fleeting things, there's going to be disappointment. There's going to be letdowns because they aren't meant to be like that higher level of something to hold on to. And even with the Lord, like like we were talking about with Peter, like he's had disappointments, he's had things, yet his hope is still there. I, th- I know it's hard to go through in those times, but that's kind of what the lifeline that can help pull you out. Mm-hmm. But that's different than if your hope is in your bank account, it's in your status, it's in how people see you. It's, if it's that kind of thing and you go through something that difficult, like you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like what, el- what else is there to pull you out? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as a church, we're in a season where we're looking to become the city on a hill that God has created us to be, and we felt like Stronger Together and Burn Brighter are going to be two kind of focal points for this year, and so really what this highlights to me is is the need for us to burn brighter, right, to go deeper in our faith so that when those times come, that we are still able to have faith, right, and so I feel like that's an area, hope is an area where the enemy can try to attack that kind of like Brett was saying earlier, it makes it hard for our faith to grow when we have little, little hope, right? So instead of just attacking our faith right away, it's like, oh, I'll attack their hope, mm-hmm. which will make it more difficult for their faith to grow. And so I think for us, that's why we need to be, um, take these seasons seriously, right? And to work on being stronger together and to work on our burning brighter and you know, going into the word deeper and, um, you know, just deepening our faith so that in kind of like Brett was talking about how they work together as how that will help to grow our hope. And then as our hope grows and our faith can grow. But one of the cool things that I thought about with Peter was just the signs of maturity that he has in that even in times of very little hope, he still will say yes to the Lord. And I think that's hard for a lot of us when our hope is in fleeting things is that it's hard to take those steps of faith in those times. But what, what Peter is kind of modeling for us is that when we do have that spiritual maturity, even in times where our hope in the small things is low, our hope in the big thing, Mm -hmm. which is the Lord and the Lord returning is so strong that we're still able to take those steps of faith. I would say yes and no. (laughs) I think it's good. We I, don't always just want to agree on this cause everything because I, I think it actually highlights one of our other points is stronger together. Mm-hmm. That really some of his faith and his hope was in through his wife, right? Like he actually was almost like I give up. Like hadn't given turned his back on God, but like I I just can't do this. I I'm I'm too wounded. I'm too hurt. I whatever. But 
she actually was the one that kind of restored, I don't say restored, but brought a picture of hope and actually pulled him towards it. So it's that idea that we're not supposed to do things on our own mm-hmm. and we can't pursue hope purely on our own. We need others around us. We need that support because we are going to go through hard times and difficult challenges. Um, but yeah, his it's a combination. Like when, you know, when your faith is weak, you need somebody else to call you out or step alongside you to walk with you, to pull you forward, not to s- stay in that pit with you, but they, your, their job is to get you out of it. So, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's him, but it's also, he had, mm-hmm. he had the right people around him, um, that had his best interests too. Yeah. Something I admire about Peter and, and I think this past, uh, message he gave that I think it was pretty clear to me in terms of hope and his faith is, you know, there's times where he was like, even saying, God, like, I thought this is what you wanted me to do, or I thought this is what I needed. And so, yeah, in the fleeting things, I can see easily how hope, you know, it's easily, um, if easily falls short or it, it's fleeting. But I think the hard, hardest part is when you feel like God is telling you to do something or go somewhere or whatever it is. And you feel like you're being obedient. And so you're having this expectation of something and then it doesn't happen that way. It kind of makes you question God. And so for him to, to, to question God and say, I thought this is what da, 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 da. But then to, like you're saying, lean on somebody else, but also like have the faith to know, okay, it didn't happen or what I was hopeful for didn't happen. But in my faith, the truth of it is I know that God is good and he has something for me, then I can like anchor and, and lean on that and then still be obedient. Like you were saying, Damon, still say yes. And then from there, it's like, you know, after that point, it's like, Oh, hope can be restored or the change of perspective gives you a new hope or someone else um, gives you a different perspective to, to look at the situation. And then you're, you're hoping for something else or, Oh, this is maybe what the Lord was doing. And so I think in that part is where I've had the hardest time myself is that, okay, God, I'm trying not to, I'm not leaning on this. I'm not expecting this. I'm not expecting this. I feel like this is what you want me to do. And then you feel like you get there or you do it or you, or you act in obedience. And then you're kind of like, uh, Mm -hmm. like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And so then it's from that point of, where you had your hope or where you thought you had your hope in the Lord, are you able to sustain that and, and rely on your faith and continue to say yes, continue to pursue him and continue to know what God has for you. Or it's, it's kind of not the breaking point, but it is a, e- a easy place to then start to doubt the Lord or to mm-hmm. turn away and stuff like that. And so for me, listening to him in, in some of the situations that, you know, he's been in an even greater need and, you know, worrying about his family and the people that he has to provide for and just all these different things. It helps me in in my life and situations and see like, okay, if he can kind of do it in in, to that degree, then it gives me hope that I could do it in the situations that I, that I have. Hey, Damon's giving me the look. So, (laughs) okay. So the, the question that's running through my mind is, what so what about those seasons when the lord is a th- 
I think I'll use the word testing. Mm. It's not a tempt, not tempting, yeah. but he's testing you like, and he's stripping away things because of what he has for you in the next season, but he needs you to get to a certain place to be able to even receive it or step into it. Because in the moment it looks like he's turned his back on you. It looks like he's punishing you. It looks like he's mean mm -hmm. yet. There's that hope of, or you can have that faith and hope together of, okay, I know he works all things for my good. So there is going to be something good in this or from this, but I don't want to be in it. And I don't want, I want it to end. Right. It's like, how do you, I've been in those situations. I know people that go through them and it's, it's like, you can kind of, you can share that with them, but it's, you kind of have to just go through it and wrestle and you need somebody to walk alongside you to just help you through it. And then it's, it takes, um, I don't know if it's wisdom, but I mean, to be able to look back and, and, and glean those things like, Oh, that's the Lord needed me to get to this place because I, if, if I didn't go through that, I couldn't be in this new, um, this frame of my frame of mind would be totally different and I would do it for my flesh or I would do it for this reason or if I, know, if I, Brett's, if, Brett's, if, <laughs> Brett's like chomping at the bit to start talking right now. If I had a dollar for every moment that I was in like that, man, <laughs> I would be, I would be in a penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think, you know, one, I was going to make another joke is what do you do in that situation? Well, you hopefully have a mom that tells you you're building character <laughs> because that's all you can hold on to. But I, I definitely think that's where, I mean, Peter, Peter, I, I think also exemplifies this pretty well is like, that's part of the, like dying to yourself. And he talked mm -hmm. about the new wine skin. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I think we need to. I don't want to say trick ourselves, but like perspective changes a lot. Mm -hmm. And okay, now I'll give a shout to my dad. That's the thing that he hammered in my head. He's like per perspective. You got to change your perspective. I think maybe for like three months, he told me I need to change my perspective every morning for three months. So, so, so 2024 is going to be the perspectives. Last year was, was character with mom, <laughs> with Nancy. And now it's going to be Don's first perspective. <laughs> but it was like, that can be such a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And so, even in the midst of like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. Like this is not, I know this is not the end for where God has me, but I still got to go through it and this sucks. It's, it's part of, you know, trying to fall in love with the process. It's part of changing the perspective of saying, okay, maybe there's something that I need to connect with in this to accelerate or maybe God's like, come on, dude, like mm -hmm. catch on. And then maybe you catch on and, things shift or I, I don't know. I don't know all the ways God works. So it, it could be, I think a variety of things, but even in that perspective change, it's like, maybe I need to share this with someone because they experience it too, or they're going to be able to walk with me. They're going to be able to encourage me. Maybe it's, I need to learn to be more vulnerable. You know, it could be like mm -hmm. a billion different things. And I think as you share or explore those things, it also like, I, I found it has less power over you where it mm. doesn't feel as sucky. It doesn't change the circumstance. Sucky, I like that word. Yeah, That's good. yeah. There's a lot of other words you could use for <laughs> it. <but. laughs> Crappy. Uh, it, it doesn't change the circumstance, but like it's like okay, it's not as bad. Or maybe certain days it's like okay, it's not as bad. Or it, it doesn't hurt as much or the disappointment isn't as big, but you can keep your eyes focused on something else.
I don't know. If shift, it, shift your perspective. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if other people have answers or, or solutions, I'm still I'm, or ways to deal with it. I'm still, you know, taking as as many as I can to to help myself work through things. But I do think that that's a huge part of it because I think when I've talked to non Christians, I think that's one of the biggest cruxes. Is okay, your God says is good how come you're in this crappy situation or how come I'm in this crappy situation? I don't see the end of it. I mm-hmm. can't get out of it. I can't believe in a God that would do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest obstacles for people to actually put their faith in a God when they expect, okay, well, he's good. He's all powerful. He performs miracles. Well, what's going on then? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like not understanding that perspective or the, the, the depth to, having faith in what God is doing. As you're talking, Brett, I kind of got a picture of like a tree that's in the, in the ground and the roots are, are in the ground and then kind of it's dried up. The, the top soil is kind of dried up a little bit and there's like a, a river like that's deeper in the ground and the roots are just going down but it has to go through all of this other dirt and rock and stuff just to get to the water. Right. And so kind of, I feel like that's part of this process right now is that as people are going through difficult times, it's just they're re the Lord is drawing the roots deeper to get to the, where the real water is and not just like the easy water that's kind of on the top, but just the, the deep river that's underneath. I'm not to go on a tangent, but I feel like every Christian should try to have to, like dig <laughs> up a tree for sh- like for real. I knew you were going there. No, my, my dad made me help him in the backyard. <laughs> oh my gosh. When people tell you you need to be rooted in Christ, it's not just like a weed, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> heck no. Me and my dad cannot get that thing out. We had power. We had, you know, dr- we were drilling into it yeah. and that thing wouldn't budge. It, digging underneath like. No, I know. Like being city folk and not like yeah. farmer type mentality, you don't understand some of those analogies that are in the Bible, like to the depth. Yeah. yeah. You know, you see hurricanes on TV, the palm trees are still standing up there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but sorry, that's a, the side thing. But. Oh, but I think that I think that really fits, right? It's because the Lord wants our roots to be so deep that whatever circumstances, hurricanes or whatever comes around, it's not going to uproot us. Yeah. Right? It's not going to uproot our faith. Yeah. But there are times where in order to get there, you have to kind of go through the the rocks and the hard soil and all these different things to, to get to that water, to Definitely. get to, to get there. Yeah, I, I wanted to point out something I just clicked in my head that I don't want our listeners to think that every difficult situation is God's testing. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes we can label everything that. Sometimes there's just the sinful world and bad circumstances. And in those situations, the Lord is is his mercy and his compassion comes alongside you. And it's like, I'll walk you through this and I'll make some good out of it. But there's times where he's, I think he does, I, I know he tests and he strips away things. So I don't want you to think that every bad situation is God being test, you know, testing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. But when you were sharing, Brett, I, I thought of, you know, just that perspective thing. It's if you're walking along a path and you're only looking down and you only see your feet, you're only seeing a little small snippet of the journey. And if you're seeing potholes, mud, and what are things that are, that are not pleasant to walk through, um, it's going to give you one perspective. But if you start gazing up and you see, Oh, the path is this way or that, or there's to the side, there's like lush 
this, there's flowers and trees and it's beautiful and there's birds. Or if you go even farther and you see like where the destination is, mm. it, it totally makes the journey a lot different. So mm. like in our Christian walk, if, if we're only, if we only remain looking at our feet, it's going to be a long, long, long journey. That's, it's just going to be painful to get through. We still, we're still on, if we accept Christ, we're still on the same, we're going to the same place, but the journey there is going to be a lot harder. But if we can look up more and, you know, use the phrase, turn your eyes to heaven. I mean, just even gaze up and see what's on the horizon, excuse me, horizon, what the Lord has and where he's taking you. It really can shift you in those tough times. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I think if we can train ourselves to get out of our own junk then it's going to make the the journey itself. We're going to see the purpose in it. Sometimes I had to put in perspective like this, like I'm unless God does something like in certain situations, like there's nothing I could do about like, it's going to suck no matter what (laughs) you're not escaping. And I don't think we're, we're meant to just, well, I think the world tries to tell you anything that sucks or that's difficult or hard just leave it like yep, you don't yep, get away from that. Sure. But that's not necessarily what God wants. God allows certain things. God does want us to build resiliency and perseverance. and perseverance and and have hope because if you just escape everything, you don't need to hope for anything greater because you're just anytime that there's confrontation or conflict, you just turn the other way. But what I, what I do think the perspective thing does is like it makes it suck a little less, I guess is how I would, I would put it right. Like it's, if it's going to be a tough journey, no matter what, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. Or if it's going to be difficult, like, and you're anticipating like, this is really hard. This sucks. And there's situations out there that, you know, I, I don't mean to downplay anybody's situation, but I understand too, that there are things in life that it just sucks. Like you, there's nothing you could do about it, but having our eyes fixed on, like you're saying is a good reminder of like having one of the terms we used in, in a Christian fellowship was like being our life in, um, in the lens of eternity. And so it's like keeping your eyes fixed on knowing there's something bigger and greater Mm. that's going to come Mm -hmm. no matter what. And so like, that at least raises your hope or whatever it is a little bit mm-hmm. rather than not having that. Yep. Right. And so, um, I, I, I think that is something to hold on to. And again, it doesn't always make it feel better or different, but if we can train ourselves to focus on that, I do think there becomes this, um, like greater spirit, this, this, this greater desire to fight, Mm -hmm. this greater um, willingness to have hope, this greater willingness to go through things. And then it's almost like building a thicker Mm -hmm. spiritual skin almost, right? Yeah. Muscle. Right. And then it's like the resistance that you're facing, you're able to push back against that more than rather just feel all the weight on you. Kind of in alignment with uh, this perspective shift, and as we're starting to wrap wrap this episode up, um, I earlier I said that I had something that was highlighted to me in verse eighteen from the NLT. So I kind of wanted to talk about that because for me it was a per, a perspective shift. And so in the NLT, it ends verse eighteen like this. It, um, 
I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are, are his rich and glorious inheritance. And I think the perspective shift that kind of came in this reading in this version is that we are God's inheritance, mm. that we are his inheritance, right? And mm. so like when I think of inheritance, right, it's like, well, what kind of inheritance are we getting? You know, for, for me, it's like, am I getting a broken down house with a lot of debt mm. or am I getting like this fully paid off luxurious home? And, and, and so if we are his inheritance, like what type of inheritance is that going to be? Right. And so kind of in alignment with like what we're talking about hope and faith, like is his inheritance a people that is full of faith, full of hope, full of love, full of joy and as part of his inheritance, am I am I experiencing those things? Because that's what I want to be for him as his inheritance. So it's kind of just a perspective shift for me, just in what type of inheritance am I to him? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm looking at Brett. He's wearing a sweater that says, live a life worthy of the, co- of the calling, right? And so it's like, is my life living up to that inheritance mm-hmm. for him? Right. And so, yeah, that's something that, that's a challenge for me that I, I want that. I want to be that type of inheritance where I feel like the Lord is getting, you know, the the luxury vacation home and not, and not just like this beaten up, torn down, full of debt shack. Mm. Uh, I like that because there's also a part of verse 17 that I wanted to highlight, and I think it plays into that as well. And our discussion about hope, it it's he says, I'm, I'm asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And then he goes on to talk about hope. So really our hope increases the more we understand God, the more we have spiritual revelation and wisdom, and that just comes from pursuing, and then that's making us more of that inheritance that God has, for, that he wants us to be. He wants us to be full, and he has a you know he has so much more for us than we can imagine, and he's gracious that when we don't step into it and we don't meet it, he still loves us the same. It doesn't matter, but he has more for us, and that's just going to make his inheritance even better. All right, my turn. Yep. Verse 18, um, the NLT. Um, one of the parts that sent out to me is he says that I pray that your hearts will, will be flooded with light. Mm-hmm. Um. Hashtag burn brighter. <laughs> <laughs> Flooded with light. I, I mean, I, I think the picture I got, even when it's like burn brighter and thinking about hope and faith is like, the reason why we want to burn brighter, yes, it's so that other people can see, right? Other, If we're going to be a, a city on the hill, right? So that other people can see and, and come to know the Lord. But also like when we go through life, there are like foggy seasons or or times where we feel like, you know, we're, we're being crushed or pressed. And the picture I get is like, if you have like a small little light and say you put your hand or, uh, you know, a, a book or just something to kind of cover it, you that light's still there, but you can't really see it. Mm. Right. But if you have like a big light, like one of those bonfires or something, yeah, you could still stand in front of it and it blocks part of it, but you can still see the light illuminating around it. And so to me, what, what, what that means is like in life, we want to burn bright. Yes. So other people can see, but also 
when life comes your way and, and, and hard things, you know, make you have less, try to make you have less faith or try to, you know, take away your hope, it can block it or make it difficult or, or, uh, make it harder to see, but it doesn't take it away. That light is still shining. You're still burning. Other people can still see it and it's not put out. Right. I, I think that's, um, yeah, one of the pictures I get in, in, and I, and I really appreciate our church and the seasons that we're going through and pushing these, you know, stronger together, burn brighter because it's, it's, I'm seeing and getting more revelation into depth of how crucial it is. Good word. Yeah. Damon's doing some research right now. So now I got to fill a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think the it's, it kind of just, I just want to circle back to that, the faith and hope thing. It's like those things, I, I think they do, they do feed on each other, but it comes from that it really comes from a desire and it comes from a pursuit. Mm. When you pursue hope, when you pursue faith, when you pursue God, right? It's, if we're pursuing him, all these things are going like, to, I'd say make more sense, but they will like the, mm-hmm. because we'll experience them differently. And, and the, our fullness and understanding of God, um, our understanding of God's fullness, I would say that it's, it's coming from a different place and it's just has more depth. And I think it's funny. I was just picturing your dad, you know, talking about perspective <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing similar things with my kids. And it's like, I can't remember being that age and thinking I knew it all. I'm smarter than you. I know what I'm doing. And then you get to this age and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I was such a, <laughs> you know what? I just <laughs> thought I knew it all. And it's like, wow. I'm going to have just, to start getting like a beep out. But I know. I was. I, like, I had a, I had beeped myself. I had to filter it in my mind. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't say it that way. But um, but it really, it's like, yeah, it, but, it's, but it just highlights this, the, the journey of maturity. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, you can get it, you can understand it and you can hear it, but you don't really get it until you go through it. And that's where the, the maturity part comes, comes in. And some of that's just through life. Like some people mature earlier and they're, they're wiser earlier. I, I get that there's some of that and some definitely mature later <laughs> or their wisdom comes later, but really some of it just, it just takes life experience and going through the ups and downs. Yeah, I want to piggyback uh, some of the stuff that Brett was talking about in terms of the light. Uh, when he talked about it, uh, it brought to mind John 1, 5, and, and it goes like this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it, mm. right? And so I think that's one of the perspectives that we want to have, especially in talking about hope and faith, is that our hope and faith is in the light, which is the Lord, mm. and the darkness can never extinguish it. Right, and so when we put our faith in the Lord and put our hope in the Lord, no matter what the enemy does, he, he can't extinguish mm-hmm. that. So for us, you know, he can extinguish our hope in our finances or in other things that are fleeting. But if our hope and our faith is in the Lord, the enemy can't touch it. It's a good word, and and even for our burn brighter season, it's not about us burning brighter. It's not us doing it. It's the Lord. It's the Lord in us so that we are burning brighter because of him. So I know we say it and we'll probably keep saying it because we, we need to have the right perspective, right? It's not about us and our flesh and our striving. It's when the Lord's in us, yeah, that, that, the darkness can't overcome that. It's that birthday candle, that trick one where <laughs> you light it and people blow it out and then it comes back. <laughs> yeah. And he's not going to be able to blow it out. 
especially if there's like a hundred or <laughs> 500 of them all next to each other. Right. Cause then the spark, when one goes out spark from another <laughs> one, will just light it back up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks guys for another episode. We hope that you guys all enjoyed this and going a little bit deeper in Ephesians and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep, uh, diving in. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of fun finding these little topics to go deeper on just a certain topic of a passage. So I would even say to our, our listeners, if, because we're, we're recording the week after, if there's something during the week that you feel like, I would like them to go deeper on it, I'll just throw that out there right now. You could reach out to us and say, hey, could you guys talk about this or that? Or I was going to say, if there's something that you're reading and you it really connects with you or you want to discuss, reach out, come on the podcast, then you don't got to hear me ramble about all this <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> oh, that, that invitation is always open. I think that scares yeah. people a little bit more. But, but yeah, that's that one too, for sure. All right, so you're saying we should do an ask the pod. So if you want, if you have a question for for us that you want us to cover in regards to Ephesians or anything else, because you know for multi gender services we're not going to be covering Ephesians. But if you have any questions coming up in any of the readings, uh, send us an email podcast at catalystchristiancommunity.org, and we will answer your question or just kind of live or just, on yeah, or just on, have a discussion on it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Or if you want to come on, you can also email us or come see us in person and let us know that you want to come on and have a discussion. We'd love to have more voices on the pod. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.